I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to part two of Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. My producer did a fantastic job today of compiling some really insightful and super brilliant <laughs> questions. Like, And I just fucked it by having my dog's face, it, like arse in my face for the entire first part. So I'm going to be like the Jordy Michael Parkinson now. Like, you're just, I'm, I'm going to be on fire, Candice. Like, pew, pew, pew. Like, question pew, pew, after pew. question. Like, BAFTA award-winning stuff. Are you ready to go balls to the wall in part two? My balls are already on the wall, Vicky. Ah, She's fucking prepped. Right, let's go <laughs> there. So, to dive straight back into, like, Bake Off stuff. It was the best thing that's ever happened to you. You're super grateful. I loved you on it. The peacock will always be a highlight for me. But, like, it didn't come without its downsides, mate, did it? Like, everything. No. It has to have light and shade. Um, and you were trolled quite badly, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, bullshit. Like, it made me it, so angry when I read about this. <sighs> It's, it's me- like it's mental so I, I go on a baking show because I love baking I, I love food and I went on the show because I wanted so badly to be part of something I loved so much for no other reason I didn't think I could do it I didn't think I could be better than them or anything like that I just wanted to be part of it so much then all of a sudden like the first episode they like there's stuff in the paper and there's stuff online and then it was just everything from my face to my teeth to how I spoke to what I wore to people suggesting I was having a relationship with contestants or with judges and it was just you know when you like who did the sea or shagging was it Mary Berry Absolutely. <laughs> Mary, Mel and Sue all at the same time. Oh, you, you, li- <laughs> you little tart. You little tart. <laughs> Pun intended. Pun intended. <laughs> Pun intended, I know. And then, like, there was one day when I was describing something, Mary ate something and I went tart. And then they insinuated that I'd called Mary a tart. You know, like, are you fucking having a joke? But it was just, it was just continuous. But then it went from being called, basically... Sorry, everybody, a cunt on a daily basis to <laughs> getting on my pod. Everyone knows death again. threats to no. being threatened to be raped to <gasps> people people saying um, that I I look like the bullies at school, like that they that they wanted to punch me in the face, and it was just like 
I don't really, I don't, this is just my face and it's been something I've always done. Like it's, I've never been a smiler. I've always hated my teeth. So I've always hidden them. I come off a bake off. I then got a brace. I still don't smile and I still get shit for this face. One of the other things is I got diagnosed with ADHD last January and that always, I've always been called like icy or, or you've got a bit frosty or stuff like that. That's generally me trying to focus and concentrate and literally not lose. And I now know that, but it's just something I've always had to do is this concentration. My dad said, Winkle, you've been doing it your whole life. We've got pictures of me lot. And it's just... Did he call you Winkle? Winkle, yeah, Winkle. I love him. <laughs> I'm hormonal and that's going to make me cry. Oh. <laughs> Daddy. Um, yeah. Me, and like, it's, just, it's just mental. Like, And I'd be like... Luckily, I've got a thick skin. I was brought yeah. up in a pub, so it's nothing I've never heard before. But also, there were days when I was like... You are like, I've done well. I don't really know what I've done wrong. Like, what yeah. else can I do right yeah. now? And it's yeah. just, it's just weird because I don't, I don't have that nastiness within nah, me to even haven't. go back and go like, what are you doing? So I would sometimes be like, I don't really understand why you've done this. I see from your, from your social pictures because I'd go on and have a look at who was yeah. saying you these do, things. You do, you can't help yourself, can you? No, it's like I'd, curio- I'd, it's morbid yeah. curiosity. And I'd say to him like. I'd maybe respond to him and just say, look, I, I really hope that you're either just having a bad day or you're, you've just got me completely wrong because I see in your pictures you've got daughters or you've yeah. got women within your family and I really hope no one speaks to them the way you've just spoken to me because actually 100%. you've just ruined my day. You've absolutely ruined my day and I hope no one makes you or your family feel the way you've just made me feel. Like... I could talk all day about yeah, trolling. a hundred percent. Like, I absolutely could. And, like, ten, going on, like, ten years in the industry, like, I've experienced me fair share. Yeah. And I, I always, and, like, my mind's always blown by it. Like, and yeah. exactly like you say, when curiosity gets the better of you and you click on the profile and it, it's a woman with daughters. Yeah, and you yeah think, exactly. you think, I am just someone's daughter too. Yeah. And like, regardless yeah. of what you what I've done that you think I've done, that's offended yeah. you so much. Yeah. Like, how do you not see the bigger picture there? Like, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Do you think you were subjected to this in a worse way than probably some of the other bakers because you don't look like your stereotypical baker? hundred Because you're not. 65 years old in an apron because you are glam because you are gorgeous because you do have a bit of something about you do you think that irritated something in their sensitive like dis- like sensitive dis- sensibilities i mean i don't agree with the, like obviously i'm going to be my own worst enemy and go i don't feel like i am gorgeous and glam i'm just it, that's how it is but yeah and also because i'm a fucking woman yeah. like of course I wasn't, able, I wasn't able to do that of my own merit i wasn't able to do that myself i was doing that by doing other things which is what women are subjected to women can't climb the ladder by working hard and i spent all of my savings i worked my absolute ass off i worked so hard because i knew i had to yeah. but that wasn't enough for people it had to be another reason i was getting and i did well because there was another alternative reason for me getting that far involving men or sexual favor and you know you just think Do you know what fuck That's you it is me. because men yeah, on 110 men do get it but not like women do and you still see it happening God forbid a woman wears lipstick and a pair of high heels to beat the shit out of some bread. 
God, what a week. What has the world come to? Oh, yeah, f- I mean, far worse things going on in the world, isn't there? But like, exactly. there is a huge double standard in every industry, in every walk of life. Exactly. Like, you just have to look at the news at the moment to understand like things aren't fair and there's not the no. that we should have in 2021. But yeah, mate, like, I think given what I have seen and know about you and all the rest of it, people don't like to, they don't like to be intimidated. Like these trolls, they are insecure Mm. people. They are deeply unhappy, deeply miserable with their lot in life. And they see you on the telly and it's they're less intimidated by Val. No no Mm. offense to Val, I fucking love her. They're less intimidated by like the little old lady who wears a penny and is cooked for our kids, you know? But Mm. like to see a young woman like owning it, having lipstick on, like wearing something sassy, like appearing to have it all figured out because I know you were nervous. I know you were scared, but that's how it looks. That irritates them. That winds them up. That sh- that holds a mirror up to something in their life that they don't have, and that's why they lash out. So I hope you know, and like, I hope you don't take any of these things to heart. Like, your smile is beautiful. Like, you smashed that show. I know you weren't shagging Mary Berry, and I'm like <laughs> so proud of you. I-, I hope like a couple of years in the industry has-, has has taught you like you deserved everything you got, mate. And you've never stopped since then, grafting and hustling and working hard. There's a reason that the sun has called you the third richest ex-bake-off contestant. You're I a mean, grafter that, girl. I love, I love the way that they, that they're, the papers and think they know, like, about money and stuff like that. That blows my mind. My um, bloody accountant would be, I mean, be like, where the bloody hell? Like, what are you doing? Are you digging holes and hiding it? Because that is not <laughs> the case. My fave is when they always, like, report on how much you get paid for an Instagram post. Oh. And they're like, oh, based on Vicky, blah, 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 Vicky must be getting 10 grand. And you think, fucking wish, mate. Honestly, I would Yeah, on, oh, it's, it's the best. But what I wanted to say is, like, I hope you haven't let the things they've said about you, like... Because you are brilliant and you are strong and you are sassy and you do deserve the things you have. And anybody with half a brain could see that you are working just as hard as everyone else, if not harder. Yeah. And you deserve that W. You deserve oh, that win, girl. I bloody love you. I mean, you know I love you, like, <laughs> so bloody much. And we're always bloody building each other up and stuff like that. <laughs> and I think, I think that's, like, it, it is. And it, it's funny because like, I go back to it and I started speaking about sort of mental health a little bit more. And actually, like, I was struggling through that. Like, I had my own issues and my own mental health. And I, the, one of the reasons I, 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 I baked was because... It, it helped my it helped me with my depression it helped me when I was like in a in a terrible situation it yeah. it helped kind of calm me and things like that and I was still dealing with that all on Bake Off um but people don't see that and this is that whole thing when we talk don't we all the time and we're saying about don't just take people on face value like there's probably a lot more going on and and try and understand that what you see is literally like the cover like there could be so yeah it completely is it completely is whether it's a suit of armor whether it's a um a veil whether it's it's a curtain at that point like you don't know what's going on in the inside and it's and that person's probably just trying to like do their best um i think we all need to practice a little bit more compassion and kindness mate and that 100 that was so you didn't give so obviously you gave advice to the new bake off bake as you were like smash it have the best time it's the most amazing experience but Mm. your advice was actually to the people watching it wasn't it just to practice a little bit more kindness Like, don't be a dick. And if you are going to be a dick, I hope you get diarrhoea. Like, 
because <laughs> our I, trolls like, definitely deserve diarrhea. Because, like, in my head, also, like, and this is the thing, like, I don't have the nastiness to actually be like vile back. I really don't. I don't have that in me. But actually, I do wish diarrhea on dickheads because diarrhea is not enough to like completely like ruin someone but it'll upset your day oh, ruin and your actually pants, like, could ruin, ruin your pants. Yeah, ruin your I pants. hope you get diarrhea and then yeah. sneezes while wearing white trousers because that yeah. would be funny for everybody else but not for you and that's actually like that's how I kind of see it if you're going to be a dick I hope you get diarrhea but also I think the other thing I think that doesn't help the social media and media is incredible and it's such a and also I want to say it's such a small part because the and what I've noticed as well is talking more about sort of openly about mental health which is something I was very very terrified about um, the response and people are fucking incredible. People are amazing. Probably same with you, Vic. Like you have, and I, and knowing you, and I, I liked, I call you, I class you as a friend, and Larry. absolutely bloody adore you. And the shit that you have endured and everything like that. But I hope as well for you as it is for me, it's a, such a small part compared to yeah. the actual yeah. love and oh, the support. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is that is incredible. And I think it's important when you do talk about trolls to actually go, actually, the flip side of that is is the support. But what doesn't fucking help is why, why are comment sections on online newspapers still fucking open? Don't even what get me started. The Please tell me. Point? What is the point? Things like the Daily Mail comment section, like, Jesus Christ. Like, so we've got someone coming on in a couple of weeks and um, huge following, like, household name um and she's terrified to do press this will be like one of the only things she's done yeah. because she's scared of how of, of that the, the trolling mm. like people's comments like the comments people make on various different news outlets i don't understand i agree with freedom of speech like i know everyone's got to have an opinion but when that boils over in hate speech i yeah. like and, and like vile bullying and trolling and stuff like that, i honestly don't understand how it's allowed no, I I, I, I don't get it either. And this is what I say about an opinion is an opinion's opinion, but actually you're being mean. And I I can take no can I can't build or I can't change my life or use that as feedback. That's not an opinion. You're being a dick. Yeah, like absolutely. And all those comment sections do is open it up for trolling. Like they encourage it. They yeah, just encourage it. Absolutely. So obviously. You credit the big off with everything you've 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 had since, and it's provided you with an amazing platform. Kind of like you're an author. I love your book, Happy Cooking. It's amazing. Um, you've also done loads of fabulous shows since. You're an ambassador for Copperfield Charity. Like you're just non-stop, and you're a really good egg. Like not only do you use your platform like for really nice stuff, you're honest on there. You're super honest. And I think that's one of the things I love about you so much that like you do use your platform for that. Um, you've recently been um, chatting about your ADHD diagnosis, is that right? Yeah. So for someone like me who is woefully ignorant to it, explain it. So it's funny because um, I... So I've, the mental health side of things, so I've had um, depression, um, clinical depression, PTSD and chronic phobia for probably about um, eight years. I suffered quite a bad trauma um, in a hospital and then sort of, you know, afterwards you kind of think something's changed in me, I'm not quite right and, and things like that. So that was all prior to Bake Off and food and baking became a big solace for me and where I went and what I did to... Um, try and kind of look after myself a little bit and it still is and I've always been 
a bit of a nightmare. I've always called myself sort of a time optimist. I was always late for school. Mum would um, threaten to leave me behind and take Ben in and because I was making Ben late to school every day. Like, I'd go into school, like, wearing odd shoes. Like, but like, not at, like, five or six, at, like, 16. Like, I'd get, like, <laughs> part way... Was it just that you didn't realise you had them on? Yeah, I don't know. I'd look down, I'd be like, oh, shit. Like, oh, mate, like, I'm, I'm not, like, I'm not, like... I'm not, like, popular enough or, like, cool enough to pull this off, like, at all. Mum, can you come and get me? Because I've got odd shoes on, like... So, like, um, I just... I've always been a nightmare. Friends and family call me a bumblebee and stuff like that, and... Um, just buzz I'd about Martin would be your own drunk kind of thing yeah not, and then sort of on my way to do something but then way late to do a hundred other things then it's like where's Candice what's she doing oh she's over there looking at flowers and she's she's supposed to be doing that she's now building some Lego or she's yeah. she's just gone taking herself for a wander and this happens quite a lot and uh, the sort of the forgetfulness and like I said this this real almost iciness sometimes of just pure concentration or losing trails yeah. of thoughts and and dipping from one thing into the other and it's always kind of been like that but when I got the diagnosis I hadn't gone to see anybody about that I I am um, the first Copperfield trek I did um, was to the Himalayas with um, and Frankie Bridge was one of the other team leaders. Yeah, and we really spoke quite openly and honestly about um, because mental Frankie's health. very vocal about mental health yeah. as well. Isn't yeah, she? she's just incredible, like really good advocate Lovely and really girl. good yeah. sort of ambassador to, to to talk about and understanding it and and actually making it uh, normal is not a word I enjoy, but normalizing mental she health. She does normalize bit. it, yeah. yeah. And I think like yeah, she completely uses her platform to to start these narratives, which I think really helps encourage important conversations. Right? 100%, 100%. And those conversations that I've got to have, which is what we did. And she invited me on the podcast and I spoke about my mental health and I got quite upset. And she sort of went, and I said, I've never spoken about this before. Yeah. And she sort of went up and it's the first time I spoke and it's the first time I'd admitted to having clinical depression, PTSD, yeah. chronic phobia. Did you feel and, like a weird had been lifted off your shoulders? Um, a little bit, but then was also quite terrified because obviously then it opens up other kind of conversations conversations of people you've got to face asking stuff, about it yeah. yeah rather than um, just compartmentalizing it which yeah feels, which feels and, safe doesn't it yeah, yeah and hiding it and also being very ashamed of it and and one of the things is I used to be a teacher and I used to tell students and, and people were like you're fine being how you are we're all different and stuff like that but myself being a fraud by hiding this yeah. this mental health battle that I was having where I'd have to go and sit in the car literally with my head on the steering wheel like what the f- like what the fuck am I going to do like literally like and it and I spoke to Frankie a bit more and it got to a point things were quite bad um just in my own brain in various different areas and things like that and Frankie suggested going to see psychiatrist and a psychologist and I went to see the psychiatrist who is just uh Mike is just incredible and I'd been to see him maybe four or five times and he said we need to look at something Candice we need to address something and um he said, I'm going to run some tests and I'm going to do all these bits and pieces. And I said, sure. Um, and he come back and he said, look, I've done all these tests. In your mind, what do you think it is? And I don't know whether this is because, I don't know, I'd had maybe some, I don't know, nastiness or whatever. And or you, you could bipolar, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, God, if I like, am I bipolar? And I went, is it ADHD, isn't it? And he went, it's so clear cut, it's untrue. And I was like, oh, 
and I got quite upset, but I, I, I think I knew I was a special needs teacher. Yeah. Like, I think I knew, and I... How old was the other... How old were you then, then? So it was January last year. Fuck so, me! Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Ca- you've gone through your whole life, like childhood, adolescence, everything, feeling like there was something, something different, something that made things harder for you, something that added to the like you, you know like something that made you slightly different to everyone else and it's only ju- it's only just taking you till yeah now. because I think because the trouble is with ADHD so attention deficit hyperactivity disorder um I was a special needs teacher so I I worked with students I I helped students I supported students I supported parents and carers and other teachers in in guiding how to support these students but when you talk about ADD or ADHD, you think about teenage boys bouncing off the walls yeah, you do. 100 you do. miles an hour. It presents itself so differently in women and girls and is really? often detected a lot later in women, which is why there is almost a surge. And actually, I didn't realise till yesterday, Olivia Atwood speaking about it a lot more. She has ADHD. Yeah, I've seen that. It's, um, it's ADHD Awareness Month. I mean, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month as well and things like that, so lots going on. It's just a really aware month, is October. It is, it is. <laughs> like lots, of, lots of talking about lots of different things. And, um, and it, yeah, it, the way it presents itself in girls and in women is so different, so it's being missed quite a lot. And uh, well, as a teacher, we used to call children that were kind of coast along, almost those grey students. They didn't cause problems, they... They kind of, they did okay in school. They didn't fall below the line to cause problems. They didn't excel. But I knew that how, how I dealt with things is I did PE, I did drama, I did food, I did woodwork, I did um, needlework. So that's, I know, that's a really old-fashioned way of calling it. It wasn't called that. I can't even remember what it was called. Now. Textiles. Because it, textiles, that's the one. Because I can't sit still. So anything I did was to ensure I was standing up and that was my way of dealing things when I did A-levels I did PE when I went to uni I chose a a sports degree that I didn't have to sit an exam unknowingly almost subconsciously just learning and dealing with that and I was one of those grey students because I created a life that you're I suppose like that ADHD that it didn't feel as 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 prevalent in no because I was just dealing with it yeah because you, you kept yourself busy so yeah that was your yeah. coping mechanism Shit. it is so much worse now it's so so much worse now and I think that yours is yes I mean the so the, I think ADHD team with sort of anxiety surrounding through things my mental health has taken a huge dip the last couple of years I mean we've spoken about oh, different bits and pieces haven't we like everyone's kind of it's just well, yeah person. and I think the ADHD team with the anxiety has they're like a horrible battle and a big circle so the lateness and 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 the buzzing around and the forgetfulness is causes me so much anxiety stress and anxiety which then makes it worse and people are sort of saying at the moment we know you're quite bad because you are we're struggling to kind of be with you and then I spend my time apologizing because um I've I've either forgotten something or I'm like oh yeah shit I'm just doing that so one of the things I'd said I was really embarrassed about taking medication for for depression and things but I've been on that and I've now changed that and we're working on that and one of the things I said as soon as I was diagnosed was I don't want to be I don't want to be medicated I don't want to be medicated but I've spoken and I'm working psychiatrists and I I know I have to be because it's causing me more stress and more trouble than I can cope with at the moment and also, and that's me also going, okay, I'm now, I'm not ashamed. It's not Why my should fault. you be? I know, like, it's funny, isn't it? There's nothing to be ashamed about, babe. Like, if anything, you are finally, like, you are proactively dealing with something that 
like is huge and has affected your whole entire life you're dealing with it head on you're taking like conscious positive steps to like to having better mental health to being a good role model to having a better quality of life if anything mate fucking not ashamed you should be proud of yourself Oh, so proud thank you no it's, it's, it's just it's just it's just it's a funny one because I think it got to a point a little while ago when I said do you understand and, and this is not because like I probably I know when we have these this imposter syndrome things like that when that creeps in it's awful and if I'm not working I feel like I'm failing and things like that but one of the things with me and the ADHD and the anxiety when they battle and they really fight against each other is I can get up and I can have four hours to do what I've got to do to get somewhere that takes me 20 minutes 10 minutes before I need to be that where I am I haven't done what I need to do I've not left and I got to a point where I was just in tears going do you understand how exhausting it is and how tiring is trying I try so hard but I'm still failing to do simple tasks like get somewhere on time and that's the ADHD yeah and 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 I'm, I'm, and it's exhausting, or I have to forego other things to ensure that I do get there on time, or I do do something, and and that might be foregoing sleep, or or um, putting on makeup, which then causes me stress because I then feel like I look like dog shit, and everyone can see that. But I've had to forego washing my hair or having a shower that day, but that also is linked with sort of depression and things like that because I now need to get to where I've got to do or I've got to do something. It's just a whole bloody fucking minefield. But... I'm working on it. I just had no idea there were this many ramifications. Like, obviously, you... And I was the person who, when you say, oh, you hear about ADHD, you think of, like, a teenage boy bouncing off the walls in school. But that's... that's That is it. it. That's the stereotype, isn't it? And, of course, it's not that. And it presents... Like I said, it presents itself so differently in girls. I saw it at school um, with sort of the students that I was working with. It presents itself so differently. But also, women later on in life, it is so differently. And I think that's why it's important to have these conversations. And people... people People are going, gosh, I didn't realise this. And, and, and it's, but it's also one of those things where people go, oh, it's just another one of those things or jumping on the bandwagon. You think, yeah, OK, sure, but maybe just educate yourself before you start saying stuff like that because actually you might have a family member that's actually honing in on this information and it's triggering something. And they might go, it might not be ADHD, it might be a little bit of anxiety. And like you said, this year has caused huge ramifications for people and people are having to learn a little bit more about themselves and actually dealing with coping mechanisms and that's that's it mate like i honestly like i i'm so proud of everything like you've you've gone through and stuff um and how like you've managed to deal with it and as well like look at who you are and look at what you've achieved like great british bake-off winner right like influencer, author, Sunday Times columnist, like TV, TV regular, all of these things. And you've done it with like ADHD. Like you must know there are young girls and older, older girls and women who are watching this and getting, getting diagnosed because of you and thinking that it's not going to stop them doing anything they want because it didn't stop you. So you're an inspiration, you know, you are. It's, I don't know, I, I, and I think that's one of the things when I, when I first, when we first spoke about it was, I don't want to be medicated because I don't want it to take away my creativity because actually, actually it's something about me that I do like. But that, again, that's stereotypical of it, me turning into a zombie or kind of thing. And I mean, I've been on, I've been on antidepressants and medication and things that has turned me into an absolute zombie and it's, and it's not nice and it does dull the bits about me that I do like. But actually it's about 
just help and is it when you understand it a little bit more is finding something into brain just connect those little things that are maybe just misfiring a little bit so just to make things a little bit easier but actually it is a superpower it does the only time I work well give me four hours to do something and I will take 10 <laughs> give me four hours to do something and people watching and pressure like the bake-off like my degree like getting up that mountain well the mountains for Copperfield because when I have no choice but to do it otherwise you're going to look like a dickhead if you don't get this done <laughs> then I can do it I work well under pressure and I love that you call it your superpower Candice that's that is because that is a big that's brilliant yeah it's 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 got to be sometimes it literally drives me to the point of I nearly threw my phone the other day and Nikki had to kind of go just calm 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 yeah. Um, but also I'm like, OK, it enables me to, to, to get my second book written in the worst year of my fucking life. Wow. Or like it, that's and that's and that's the, the, the ups and downs of mental health. But as as you push and you shout from the rooftops about people, we only like we are one person and that yeah. one person's fucking incredible. And it's us. And there's no one else like us. If other people don't like it, they can fuck off and get diarrhea because actually like we're are OK and we should be proud of ourselves because life's fucking difficult. That's it. We all have our own things. Like we all have our quirks. We all have our pasts. We all have our grizz knees. And we all have these big individual things that make us special and different. Mm -hmm. I think rather, I think what the really nice thing that's come out of a really hard 18 months for everybody is actually like we're so much more aware of what's going on like internally. Like it forced us all to take a break like we'd been going through life a million miles an hour probably ignoring these things like whether it be like our internal quirks whether it's like relationship issues whether it's like things about our like health you know and um it's lovely that we are able to walk out of that pandemic having learned something about ourselves um and I definitely feel like you have I know I have um and yeah I I think there's a lot of people listening to this as well who will have taken something away from quite a difficult fucking two years a hundred a hundred percent and I think one of the one of the things like I I know as well and like what I was doing and I've always done for years is that cooking thing yeah. Is, is going into the kitchen. That's where Happy Cooking come about. The, the the second book about it speaks brutally about my mental health, but it's also about food when you need to you need to eat and you need to stop. Well, you know that actually I can't go four days in a row eating crisps or whatever. But actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something and do that. And I mean, I still do it. I mean, we we speak quite a lot about food and, and things like that. And I love food, but actually sometimes like you say it's got to be food is more than fuel food can be five hours of you whiling away some time or beating the shit out of some bread or or keeping (laughs) your hands busy because like you've you've got the fidgets or or making something that's going to make people go oh my god that was lovely and you get that instant self-gratification it makes you feel good and that's what happy cooking is about it's about understanding and using food to i don't know to to make you feel good and you know what if you make something it takes four hours and it tastes like shit then just don't worry about it just don't tell anyone but if you've enjoyed the process then that's yeah. what it's about that's hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th Do you want to tell people the big news 
right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And like... Yeah, I've got your book. I'm such a huge fan. Like, it's beautiful. So nice on the coffee table as well. Like, even even without even opening it, it is a beautiful book. <laughs> but um, you've openly said, like, cooking for you, baking for you, it's incredibly cathartic. And mm-hmm. I can that really resonates with me. Like, I can completely identify with that. Like, when I did MasterChef, I'd never been much of a cook. And I was like, a headless chicken You were fucking incredible. You were Not, so good, oh, Vic. Mate, were. I was fucking so nervous at first. Like, running around, like, Greg so and John. Good. They were so like, proud of you. The evolution that you had in that kitchen was incredible. And it, by the end, like, I found a real sense of calm and a real... Like, I take... I get solace from cooking. Like, yeah. even now, there's something really methodical about following a recipe. Yeah, like having something lovely to show at the end of it and you're the same like you found cooking really calms you yeah it's just it's it's either something to it it's my happy place it's my sad place it's my angry place it's the place that I go when I just want to be completely all consumed and it was interesting how a couple of people have completely that's literally it and people have kind of said like you are a, a nightmare you are like this whirlwind like I say bumblebee but watching you bake and watching you cook like it's this all consuming it and everything about you kind of changes and and that's what it is and sometimes I need I need to do it sometimes I just I just need to do some baking sometimes I'm like I can't I, I don't want to but I want to make something really quick and really easy and just about understanding food and using what's in the fridge and and do you know what if it doesn't work just don't do it again yeah if it does work try and remember and write it down because obviously that's I struggle with that quite a lot but um it's just yeah it's just it's the place that you I can kind of go and and also last year people were saying that they had time to learn how to make banana bread they were making fucking sourdough which I do not do because I keep killing the little bastard star things um (laughs) And and people were taking time to learn those things that they hadn't done and, and actually going, gosh, yeah, food is more than just Fuel. the thing that keeps me going. Yeah. yeah. Which actually brings me so, like, so smoothly onto your secret too. Like, here at Vicky Patterson's Secret 2, we always ask our gorgeous guests to give our lovely listeners a kind of secret, a little takeaway, so they don't just feel like I've been wittering on uh, with me dog's arse in me face for an hour. <laughs> um, and it's so clear you're really passionate about cooking and it's so much more to you than than just fuel, than just a hobby. Like, it's a way of calming your mind. It's provided you with, like, all a lot of the success you have today. So... I want to know what your secret is to feeding your soul. My secret to feeding my soul. Um, do you know what? It's just enjoying food and everything in moderation. Um, the secret is to, do you know what, not get hung up on on food. I mean, I was brought up in a pub 
We, me and my brother now own our own pub. We have our little pub, The Green Man. I know, I know. I'm dying to come, mate. The food yes. looks class. Oh By the gosh. way, I've got some of your Rocky Road brownies in the in the fridge and they are definitely getting nailed tonight. Yeah, I'm buddy. premenstrual. I'm, ha- I'm needing a sugar Perfect. hit. It's got your name all over it. Do it. Perfect. <laughs> and that's and that's what it's about. The food, the food that we do at the pub is food that that is nostalgic. It's it's warming it's comforting it's massive portions it it makes you want to sit and go and undo your top you had made massive portions yeah always i love a massive portion Um, (laughs) and and i think we we can get so hung up on 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 food and diets and and the same thing it goes back to probably being our own worst enemy oh should i eat that should i have that do you know what life's fucking short and life's difficult if you want two slices of cake enjoy it don't, you don't have to do that every day. And we do balance it out with our with our veg and our fruit and our sustainable meat and fish or plant-based products and everything that you want to do. But do you know what? Understand your food, enjoy your food. And, and if you want something, have it. Because actually restricting yeah. yourself... It's imagine fun. something happened and you didn't get that slice of cake you so desperately wanted. I think life's short, it's hard enjoy your food share your food talk about it and just do you know what feed your mouth feed your belly and feed your soul because food can invoke memories it can be a talking point it can be the thing that makes you happy it can be the thing that makes you sad but just enjoy it and let's not get hung up on on that do it will that be okay will I fit into this will will this make me feel rubbish after do you know at that point if you want that bit of food enjoy it feed that soul and then have some spinach later on because as I said, lettuce made no one happy. No, I mean, Lettuce oh made no one happy. It tastes like fucking hedge. <laughs> I even know, like, when I'm <laughs> cooking and stuff, like, Milo gets a bit of everything and he gets a bit of cheese and he gets a bit of ham and then he's still sitting there when I'm on the lettuce and I'm like, you're not going to like it, son. No. And I give him and it. And they do that I'm, face when they go... And it just gets, it just ends up on the floor. Like, yeah. Milo's a very good barometer for happiness, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's, you're right. Like, what you feed your, what you feed, like, your diet is so much more than just what you eat. It's all it's what 100%. you consume on every level. So, yeah. feeding your soul for you is also, I'm assuming, spending time with your family. It's, yeah. it's being busy in the pub. It's doing the treks for Copper Feel. It's yeah. being honest on Instagram. It's doing things that set your soul on fire. Absolutely. And just open those conversations and and taking something away from it because, yeah, is it have I have I have I got a full belly? Yes. But actually, what I've also done is I've shared a recipe that my nan gave me and I've swapped a recipe for someone else that someone's nan gave them. And we've opened that conversation before, you know, it's not just a full belly anymore. It's a full heart. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. Yeah, it's it's got to be the smells. And this is what I talk about. It should be the smells and the touch and and understanding where it's come from. Is it a conversation with the butcher because you've gone to get some meat? Is it going to a market and and seeing all those different things going on holiday? I mean, what the fuck are holidays? But going on holidays and going to a market and seeing local produce and and taking something away that it's it's feeding your soul because it's it can be everything and it should be and I think it's it's just a wonderful thing it's the thing that keeps us going but it's also the thing that can bring us kind of together as well but just don't eat peas because they're fucking shit (laughs) (laughs) on that note I'm gonna wrap up thank you so much for being such a wonderful guest for being honest for being open just being the truly beautiful soul that you are before i let you go candice right quick one question if you were going to cook me one thing what would you cook us 
Um, I would make you my slow-cooked shepherd's pie with cheesy mash, and then I'd do you my sticky toffee. Oh, I'm coming round. I'm yeah, booking buddy. an Uber. Oh, do that it. sounds unreal. Do it. Proper autumnal winter warmer, that one absolutely, as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh. With all like the crispy bits and all the dribbly bits down the side. I mean, I'm dribbling right now, just like that. Yeah, me too, me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, that was the incredible Candice Brown. Beautiful inside and out. And I hope you've taken something away from this week's episode. I feel like it was very brave for her to talk so openly about ADHD, um, especially because her diagnosis was so was so new. Um, maybe as well if you're listening to that and think like some of the things that affected her affected you. I don't know. It's, it's a pretty illuminating um, revelation there. So yeah, hopefully that helps you. Anyway, I hope you've loved listening to this week's episode as much as I love making it. Um, I'm My belly is still gurgling <laughs> after hearing her talk about food, so I am off to go and make something immediately. So sorry about all of Milo's interruptions. He's going through adolescence. I don't know what else to say. Um, anyway, Vicky Patterson's Secret 2. Please do all of the podcasty things. Tell your mates, leave reviews, because we're loving making it. And I hope you all have a really great week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.